talking and I'm not and I'm just <laughs> And then I'm talking <laughs> No, but wait, wait, I have something for him. Boom, you get shot down. Now you're just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales Podcast. Concentrate on the news. It's what we do. Wow. <laughs> FYI, there's nothing wrong with black All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Weird History Eretos Podcast. I am your host, Moses Sorry, and sitting to the right of me is a returning guest, our most recent <laughs> roundtable champion, Fernando. Yes, it's me, Fernando. So, Achi and my brother are not here with us today. Conflicting schedules, life bullshit, whatever, but we didn't want to leave you guys without an episode. So, first most. Happy New Year. Hope everyone had a fucking spectacular New Year and Christmas holiday because I did not. I just worked through everything. 15-hour shifts. It was horrible. I hate every single one of you guys that drink <laughs> alcohol because my holidays were spent stocking fucking coolers. How was your holiday, Fernando? Uh, mine was wishing I had more eggnog. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it flew by. Like Before you knew it, Christmas was here. I thought it was December just started before you knew it. Christmas was here and gone, and New Year started. And God damn it. it was like October. It was like, oh, Halloween's here. I blinked. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving. I feel like I just finished eating, and I'm already <laughs> shopping for thanks for fucking Christmas. I feel like I just opened the gifts, and it's New Year's. I'm like, what the fuck? But you know what? Yeah. That's you know that's getting old for you. Yeah. You know, I just found out that uh, in in you know the year 2023, once you once you hit the age of 35, I was telling you earlier. That's when you considered middle aged. That hurt, that hurt so hard. I'm like, I'm almost middle aged. I was like, I thought middle aged is like fifty. I guess not. You, you're you're an adult. You're you're a senior citizen at fifty five. Once you hit seventy, you're in your golden years. I was like, God damn. So today we're gonna be talking about <laughs> Viking. I was like, all right. You know, next week we have a spe- we have a cool episode um, to, for you guys. Um, and I was like, all right, I kind of want to do a simple, you know, not a simple, but like, uh, let's say a leisurely episode. You know, there's not much heavy info. Dump. It's more of a, it's more of a fucking fun. Oh, let's learn some shit that we probably didn't know of. Okay. And then I'm like, cool. All right. So we're going to, so we're doing Vikings specifically. I'm gonna talk about a few Viking warriors and the Viking warrior class of barbarians or berserkers, however you want to call it. And, and then I was like, all right. My brother's not gonna be able to join me because he's you know he's at work. Archie's schools just started, so he's swamped. I'm like, you know what? I know somebody else who's a fucking big Valhalla someone who's playing Valhalla. Yes. As I as fucking as And having fun with it too. The new fucking the latest Assassin's Creed. I'm like, you know what? Let, let's call Fernando over. And that way he could gloat on the episode for his fucking <laughs> win for take for snatching the belt away from my brother. The fucking uh, roundtable episode. So you know, so Fernando's joining us today. You know, and like I said, we're gonna be talking about Vikings. We're talking about weird, the the fiercest warriors, barbarians, the berserker class. I, I keep thinking berserker because I'm thinking D and D because we're talking about fucking you know. You say berserker, and I'm thinking. Have you heard? Have you seen uh, Jay and Silent Bob? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, oh, Clerks, the first one, where they're singing the song Berserker. Yeah, so I'm. So I have Berserker in the brain because we're talking D and D. We're starting a new campaign. I'm telling. I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a DMing. So I'm kind of giving them a little. Oh, this is what we're gonna do. La la la. So you know, forgive me if, if I'm mispronouncing. If I'm using different terms for you know for what we're doing.
So we all know that Vikings were raiders, pirates, traders, explorers, and colonizers from the 9th century all the way to the 11th century. They were for the lack of a... So they were the Debo before Debo. You guys remember the movie Friday. But instead of a lowrider bicycle, they traveled by sea from Scandinavia. You know, instead of snatching your grandma's chain, they would snatch your grandma. Like, they'll just take your whole grandma. And, they, you know, they were also called Norsemen or Northmen. That movie? Norsemen. Amazing. Still... F- I, I, I watched it again recently. Oh, my God. That scene where he fucking puts the corpse on the fucking... Where he chops up the people, puts the corpse on the... Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. So, yeah. Vikings, also known as Norsemen or Northmen, you know, they raided the fuck out of Europe. So much so that they single-handedly affected and diverted European history to what it was supposed to be. A little more on that later. <laughs> You know, so the Vikings, which is surprising to me because, you know, when, before learning about Viking culture or Norseman culture and things like that, they were just made up of land-owning chieftain, chieftains and clan heads. There was, you know, when you think of Vikings, you just think of, like, a bunch of savages just, like, getting on boats and, like, no. Pillaging the shit. Yeah, they were, no, there is, there is a hierarchy, and they're all farmers. There's a hierarchy of farmers, you know, and they're all free men. And any young man or free man, free man or whatever, who wanted adventure in their life and wanted treasures and booty, they, they I, let me join. I, I'm down. Let's go for it. But they were, yeah, that, especially with the U.S., they were just fucking savage farmers. Just these fucking insane farmers. Like, it was, I was like, bored and they had enough. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Let's, what's out there? And they just fucking sailed. Like, you know, like, like at home, they these men were just farmers. But at sea, to other people, when they when they when they arrived at the shore, they might as well have been the fucking devil's army. Because <laughs> God damn it! So during the height of the whole Viking period, they had an inexhaustible amount of manpower that was led by leaders who could organize these endless waves of warriors into devastating armies. Like, they were smart strategists. Like, these guys could get the most savage, fucking weirdest people to get in line. And there were just, there were so, there was so many of them. There were just waves after waves after waves of of these fucking longboats where you're just like, all right, just take, uh, take, just stop. Take whatever the fuck you want. They plundered, burned, and killed almost everything in their wake. So much so that that's what earned them their fucking nickname, the Vikinger, which means pirate in early Scandinavian language. So today, I want to talk about a few individuals who, in a society made of bloodthirsty warriors, managed to rise head and shoulders above the rest and leaving a lasting mark on Viking history. Cream of the crops. So up first, also, I apologize. I looked it up online. So many different pronunciations of these names. I'm most likely going to butcher them. But, you know, if you want to, if you, if you want to learn proper 
real like Viking shit, you are digging at the bottom of the barrel by listening to <laughs> us. All right, you know we're you know we're just shooting the shit. So again, so up first, Harold Hardrada. Some 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 pronunciations were Harold. So I'm I'm just for the last Harold. We're calling him Harold today. But Hello, Harold. So this motherfucker had an origin story for the ages. So Harold, he was a motherfucker from the get-go. So while still a teenager, like around 12, 13, he helped his half-brother named who was Olaf II of Norway okay. try to regain his throne. Right? So his brother Olaf was king, got conquered. And then, oh, and then fucking Harold at 13 is like, yeah, brother, I'll help you. Let's go get our ship back. And he went into war with his brother. Like, 12 years old. That 12, 13, 14 years old. He was his brother's right-hand man. And, you know, during that, trying to get the throne back, Olaf was killed. The older brother, the one who was dethroned, was killed. And Harold managed to get away. Hurt, but he managed to get away alive. And there's a famous quote. That during, so there's a famous quote of his that during his run while he was running away, that gives you goose, it'll, it gives you goosebumps because of the foreshadowing. Because defeated and feeling f- sorry for himself, he said this out loud as he's running away. He goes, From cops to cops, cops are trees like bushes. Okay. So he goes, From cops to cops, I crawl and creep now. How? Now, how highly will I be regarded one day? Because remember, for Vikings, it was all about your, your stature, about how people would precede you. What what's your like the legs you can leave behind, you know? And at that point in his life, he was like, "I'm running away. I'm going from bush to bush. I'm crawling and creeping. Fuck! I wonder how am I gonna be? What's gonna be my lasting legacy? And the fact that we're talking about him as one of the top tier motherfuckers." Goes to prove that he fucking redeemed himself. He did well. I mean, he. I mean, I don't. He's thirteen. He fucking fought. If he, dude, you got away. Salute. Good for you. You know, I'm. That's not. That's that's a win in my book. That's not a loss. He's what? taking it as he's taking it as a loss. But I'm like, dude, that is a fucking win. So like, consider and considering we're talking about him as one of the like top most vicious Vikings ever. You know, I'd say he. You know, he made up for this little snafu that he thinks he made. You know, so he started his new life as a wandering adventurer and warrior, eventually landing in Constantinople, which was the capital of the Byzantine Empire, which was a bustling cosmopolitan metropolis. It was like the New York. It was just like the cap. It was just like the place to be. Mecca, so he, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Mecca of society. He's like, you know what? I need to go there. So he goes and he joins um, a vanguard um, called Van, so so he so he joins the Van Ragian Guard, and this guard is made up an elite class of Norse fighters, who would protect the Byzantine Empire. So this guard was made up of the elite of the elites of just Norsemen. Okay. And that's what he was. He was a Norseman. So he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna join. Let me try out." And he ends up joining. So there's this quote that they say about this fucking about uh, this guard is. They attacked with reckless rage and neither cared about losing blood or their wounds. Ooh. Yeah, so they were just going to battle. They, they, you cut, they did not back down. 
So that was like their fucking thing. You're like, holy shit. They ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> yep. So naturally, while trying not to feel as defeated as he did when his brother died, Harold fought harder than anyone next to him. Than anyone next to him. So much so that he distinguished himself in a guard made up of distinguished <laughs> warriors like motherfucker. Fighting everyone from Mediterranean pirates to Arab forces as well. He didn't care. If it breathes, it bleeds. That was his <laughs> motto. So here is a description of Harold during this time and the reputation that preceded him. Forceful, self-willed, determined, courageous, far-sighted. He had a talent for war, was attractive to women, but was also a ferocious disciplinarian. He was wildly ambitious and coldly ruthless and greedy with a lust for loot that would become legendary. Okay. So... Apparently he was he was a he was a ladies man. He was I'm thinking he's Chris Hemsworth. I'm, I'm picturing Chris Hemsworth. Like I'm, I'm picturing Chris Hemsworth. Like that's what I'm picturing. Yeah. So that was it. So that was Harold's his 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 that was that was the fucking what he brought. What he brought. He was like he was the Chris he was a Chris Hemsworth. You know. But as time went on and he, and as he became more rich and powerful, he fell out of favor with those in charge. So, you know, as soon as he started making money, he started making, he started becoming powerful. He started becoming in charge of the vanguard. He started doing things his way. Cause you don't remember he the van, the, the guard was supposed to protect the Byzantine empire. Yeah. They were just, but he started doing things like, Oh, you know what? We're not doing anything. Let's come over here. Let's, let's fuck up this village to do this. So he started doing his own thing kind of, yeah, yeah. But like, he's doing things that, that the Byzantine empire is like, yo, you, you, you're going to fuck up. Now you're going to get us involved in some shit. So he started doing shit that he wasn't supposed to be doing. And then he locked them up for a little while. Like, dude, you are, you need to calm down. We're going to put you in jail. And he did for a little bit, for a little bit. How long? I didn't say it, but it says he went to a jail for a bit. It must have been like a year, maybe. It, it, it wasn't that Sometime, long. Yeah. yeah. But after, but immediately after being released, he was a major part in a bloody revolt against the Constantine Empire. So there's this, so there's a, according, so there's a, so according to legend, Harold blinded the Byzantine Empire, the, the Byzantine Emperor Michael V, that he spent so many years. So he was protecting the Byzantine Empire, goes to jail, comes back out. He's like, fuck this. And he goes and blinds the man, the emperor who he was protecting for so Both long. Times. He's like, fuck you. And he just, I don't know how he blinds him. I'm assuming he stabbed, took two thunderbolts to the eyes and, t- and t- took him out. But yeah, so I was like, this motherfucker out of jail. He's like, I'm going for you. And he goes for the emperor. He goes for the emperor and blinds the motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. So it was during this time where at his, where he was at his peak of his influence and power that he decided that he needed to go back home to right his wrongs. Because remember, he ran away after his brother died. And he's like, fuck it, let me become this hobo fucking master warrior. So he's like, you know what? I need to go back home. But people are like, hmm, what a coincidence that you want to go back home now that the son of your half-brother, Olaf Magnus, he's the king of Norway, which oh. is supposed to be your throne. Because you're the brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. He's the younger brother. So the, the older brother. Yeah. So his, his brother, Olaf, 
had a son named Magnus. Okay. So Magnus is now the king of Norway. But Harold's like, well, that should have gone to. It's me. Like, oh, it's mine. Like, it's, it's fine. Just, yeah. it's, technically, it's supposed to go to me now. But pe- but he's saying, no, 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 I just want to go back home and right my wrongs. But historians are like, what a coincidence. That's when you wanted to go back home. So when he showed up, naturally, Harold naturally showed up. And, you know, you know the saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Because Magnus did not want anything to do with Harold. He's like, you, you, you abandoned my brother. We, we all thought you were dead, which means you're, we all thought you died in battle. But you didn't because you're here, which means you ran away. You pussy. Yeah. So fuck you. Harold's like, oh, so that's how it is. All right. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. So Harold, he joined forces with the king of Denmark to overthrow Magnus. But before that happened, Magnus made a deal with the king of Denmark. So so Magnus, so he made a deal. He's like, no, 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 before anything happens, I'll let you be the co-king. The co-king? He, he, told, he told Harold, you could, you, you could rule with me, all right? I'll take half. You, you know, we'll, we'll do this together. So Harold's like, all right, let's do this. And it only lasted a year before Magnus died. Died. What a coincidence. So it made Harold the king of Norway. And it was while on the throne that Harold decided to take everything up a notch. But this is where we're getting into a little bit of politics. His claim on the English throne was a doozy one at best. Because years previously, the previous Norse king of Denmark and England who was the singing of King, I think it's pronounced Canute, he had pra- he had pra- he had promised Magnus his kingdoms after his death. Okay. So this is the king of Denmark and England. He told he told Magnus, When I die, England's yours. Okay. Cool. But it had been Edward the Confessor, not Magnus, who took over the King of England after the King of England died. So none of this th- so none of the lands or the title went to Magnus. But Harold's like, well, I took Magnus's spot because Magnus is dead. So technically, all your land it's is my land. So technically, not only am I the king of Norway, I'm also the king of fucking England and Denmark. Oh, shit. But Edward, the new king, is like, no, sir. So long story short, Edward, he died. He was the king of Denmark. He died. And then a guy named Harold, another Harold, Godwinson, he took the crown. And then our Harold started his invasion of England to reclaim his throne with thousands of warriors riding hundreds and hundreds of longships and enjoying a lot of victories early on. So our Harold, the Viking, he's like, you know, fuck this other Harold. Let's go to England and let's fuck shit up. So he started fucking shit up. He went to the shores. Bunch, he's, he's winning. He's winning all these battles. But it wasn't because... In, in, but he was he was winning not because he was better than the king of England. But it was mainly because the king of England, Harold Godwinson, he was paying more attention to the Duke of Normandy, who was also fighting on the other side for the throne. Oh, okay. So he's like, our Harold's coming from the sea. Which, he's like, I'm not too worried about because he has a long way to travel. But the king of Normandy, he's right on our borders. Let's focus on that. So let's focus on this first. And that's what he did. 
and then he made a deal with the Duke of Normandy. They made a truce. And after he made the truce, the, the Duke of Normandy, he, he asked, he's like, hey, so what are you going to offer? Are you going to make a truce with Harold? You know, because Harold's fighting. He's like, he's, he's like are you going to make a truce with Harold? And he says, yeah, I'm going to make him an offer. He's like, he's like, really? You're going to make an offer? He's like, yeah, I'm going to make him an offer that I'm a, and, and famously he said, I'm going I'm to offer him seven feet of English ground <laughs> as he is taller than most men. <laughs> I'm not gonna offer you six feet. Seven feet. Seven feet. You know this guy's a little tall. Yeah. So he. So a little he. Bit deeper in the ground. Yeah. So he. So he made a truce with. So he made a truce with the Duke of Normandy. He's like, not Harold. Fuck Harold. He dies. So then, when all the attention turned to Harold, the those battles became a catastrophe, and specifically the battle where where. Um, so the battle was a catastrophe for the Vikings when finally the Duke of Normandy is like, all right, now let me pay attention to Harold. So the battle was a catastrophe for the Vikings. Um, we started spilling like the, the, the end of Harold. Was- yeah, well, yeah. So he, Harold ended up dying. Who, according to legend, he fought with the Fury Berserk. He fought till literally the very last moment. So the surviving Norsemen they were allowed a safe passage home. On fewer longships that had arrived on England shores, hundreds of longships arrived. Like 15, 20 managed to like, all right, go, f- go fuck off. So Harold's defeat, Harold did, let's see what I did there, uh-huh. the end of an era in world history. Because never again would the Vikings be a threat to British shores. That was the last time the Vikings were a le- legitimate threat to anyone outside, to, and to anyone in England, to Britain, Great Britain, whatever. But even more importantly, Harold's invasion indirectly helped William the Conqueror because if King Harold's forces hadn't been so fatigued by the desperate dash northwards and the battle against the Vikings, they may have well been able to defeat William at the Battle of Hastings weeks later. And this is why Harold deserves to be remembered as more than just a formidable warlord and the last great Viking. His His failed desires on England like I said, may have altered the course of our history and the history of Europe because he tired out the English English army and then they went into another war and then that didn't, yeah. All that should happen and Gil de Rey somehow involved in that <laughs> era, you know. But yeah, so that was, that, that was Harold. That was one of the baddest motherfuckers ever. Up next, I got a twofer for you. A twofer. A father-daughter combo. Eric the Red and his daughter Freides. So when you think of a bloodthirsty Viking, Eric the Red is the epitome of that. Never mind the red part because, you know, the red. So nicknamed the Red because of the red of his hair and his beard. He he, he was ginger. Think of um, what was the dude from Game of Thrones? Was the woman was in love with um the Wildling? Oh, think of him, right? That's that's what it looked like. Just red beard, red hair. So this ginger bastard, he had a violent nat- he had a violent nature with a fury they say was as red as, as the devil's dick. <laughs> so he was born in Norway, but he settled in Iceland along with his father, who was banished to Iceland after killing killing two men. They kicked out of Norway. They're like, all right, you killed two people, you, you gotta fucking go. 
So it's like, fuck it. So they go to Iceland, and that's where Eric the Red was born. So traveling west, he discovered and settled in... So that's what happened. He So Eric the Red, born in Norway, settled in Iceland because his father killed two people, and they got banished. So then Eric grew up, and he's like, you know what? I'm done with Iceland. I got to travel west. So he traveled west, and he discovered and settled in Greenland. Do you know why he named it Greenland? All right, so you know the difference between Greenland and Iceland, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Greenland's all icy, and Iceland's all green. All right. Do you know why? He was the one who named it Greenland. Eric the Red. Why? Do you know why he named it Greenland? No. He named it this because even though Greenland was mainly covered in ice, he wanted to trick and tempt people to come settle and live there. He said, hey, I found Greenland, Greenland over here. Really? Green? Yeah, it's green. Well, I'm down to go. I'm like, you fucking bastard. Yeah, so Eric, so Eric, the rest of the reason why it's called Greenland. So then, when Eric became an adult, he repeated his father's mistake. He killed two men, and then he was banished from Greenland, and then he settled in a town north of Greenland. I can't pronounce it. I think it's called Haukdale, H A U K D A L E. I put it on Google. I put it. In, I, it just kept saying Hawkdale, Hawkdale. I don't think it's pronounced Hawkdale, but close enough. That's what Google tells me. Hawkdale. So it was here in 980 where a few of his servants accidentally caused a landslide that crushed the house of his neighbor with the neighbor in it. Oh, shit. So a relative of the neighbor, he retaliated and he killed the servants that caused the landslide. But then the hot-tempered Eric the Red, he, he retaliated by killing the relatives and the relative's family. Then the family of the murdered victims demanded that Eric be punished, and he was, and he was banished yet again. He should change his name from Eric the Red to Eric the Banished, because this motherfucker, everywhere he goes, he's like, all right, bro, you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. You got to go. You killed someone. You got to go. So Eric the Red, before leaving, he left these large beams engraved with Viking runes that were important in the old religion. Norse, in in the old you know, Norse religions, to his close friend, Thorgist, while he was building his new home outside of Greenland. He's like, all right, all right, I'll leave Greenland, but I'm going to leave some of my things with my buddy here, Thor. And it's these huge, you've you've all seen them, there's these huge wooden beams with... um, Runic symbols? We have runes carved. All right, so in Valhalla, you know those weird stone temples that you have to kind of move around and cause... There's runes that are kind of carved inside. You have to look at a certain angle. Yeah, yeah. So that's so he left a few of these. At his, he's like, look, I can't take them with me because I'm building my house. I'm leaving them here. I'll be back for them later. And Thorgus is like, yeah, yeah, go for it. Go build your house. They'll be right here. Don't worry about it, bro. I got you. So that like, cool. All right. Eric the Red fucks off. Builds his new house. So two years later, when Eric came back for them, Thorgus, he refused to kill them to them. He's like, no. Like, like you were, I didn't think you were gonna come back for them, bro. Honestly, like they already, in, already put them in the, like, I already put them in the room. Like oh, there's so much, like you good, bro. Like just, you know, you have a new house. First of all, you're not even supposed to be over here <laughs> technically. <clears throat> like, you're banished. So I said, you know, just just go home, Eric. Just go home. Eric's like, nah, fuck this, and he took them by force. And in this brawl to get his precious beams back, Thorgist and his two sons. Were killed by Eric, and Eric was 
banished yet again. <laughs> so Eric the, so Eric the Red returned to Iceland in 985, around 986, and started to recruit people to colonize the new Greenland that he had explored. So Eric had quite a bit of success and managed to convince four to five hundred people okay. to set sail to Greenland with him. Okay. Imagine some motherfucker that was banished comes back to five years later. Hey, I found this new spot. Greenland. Greenland. Anybody want to go? It's all free. It's green. We could, you know, we could do whatever we want. 500 people. Yeah, yeah, fuck. It's better than Iceland. Iceland sucks. There's a, there's a little bit of ice here. Greenland sounds nice. He's like, yeah, it does. So he's like, fuck it. So let's go. But unfortunately, of the 25 li- of the 25 ships that left the shores of Iceland, less than 14th arrived in Greenland. Wow. They mainly split themselves amongst two colonies, an eastern settlement and then a western settlement. So Eric established himself as the lord of the land. And as the first settler, he had already taken the best grazing land for himself. Because he was the first one there. He's like, you know. Uh, so according to legend, he was the first Viking to reach Greenland. But there now the historians like, no, no, no. There were Vikings before that. He was just the first one to successfully settle there. Okay. Vikings had set foot on this land. They did the shit and then booked it and left. Eric the Red was the first one to successfully settle and colonize Greenland. This is mine. Yeah, he's like, this is mine. So, naturally, I'm the first one here. Let me take the best part of the land. That part's green. Let me take that. So, kind of like in um, the Northmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know when the brother, brother gets banished? Yeah. And then he's like, fuck it, let's go. I like this hell. This hell's pretty green. Fuck it, this is my hell. And that's how, so that's what fucking Eric did. So, he took the best part of the green. He's like, fuck it, this is for myself. So, Eric's Greenland colonies, they lasted about 500 years, which is pretty good. Yeah. I think that, that's longer than the United States has been alive so, so far, right? Yeah. It's been around so far. Definitely. Isn't that fucking nothing? You're like, oh, 500 years. That doesn't sound like a long time. But then you're like, the United States has only been here like maybe 400 years? No. no, 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 no. Oh. Less than 400 years, right? Because we usually seen data 250 like not too long ago, but it's like not even 400 at all. See, yeah. and, we're, and, we're already, and we're already at our fucking end. We're already at the end. Yeah. Fucking green. We have the benefit of technology. That's it. That's it. I mean, we're not going to do much. We'll see how much of an impact we have. But, but. Bro, we have. If if Eric if Eric the Red's greeting lasts longer than the United Greenland. States, I would be mad as fuck. You know, so it lasted 500 years up until the 15th century. And it died out because, what a coincidence, they had a little ice age. <laughs> Right, which made even the Scandinavian way of living difficult on the icy island. They were also helped along by pirate raids and Inuits migrating into the territory. So while Eric was still living in Iceland, he married Thothild. So according to the sagas, the two had four children. Their names were Leif, Thorvald, Thorstein, Freedies. And they all became and and they all became legendary Viking warriors as well. All of the sons could have been on this list. Right? But I'm talking but the only one I'm mentioning is Freedies, just because it's a girl and she's just her story's it's short, but it's amazing. So Leif, the oldest, is the most famous as the man that led the Viking expeditions to North America. 
but all of for, for all of for Eric's children actually they all set they all actually set foot in the new world. Okay. They all actually managed to make it here to the United States. Despite having three sons, Freedy seems to have been the most ferocious of Eric's children. There are stories of her single-handedly fighting off a group of Native Americas and of natives in the Americas while heavily pregnant. Oh shit. She also seems to have inherited her father's red streak, both in terms of hair and temper. <laughs> so Eric, proud father, proud father and follower of the old Norse gods, but his wife, she became a devout Christian. She was actually responsible for the first Christian church ever built in Greenland. Oh. And Eric reportedly took issue with this, which led to his wife to cut Eric off from intimate relations in response. He's like, yo, I don't like it that you're worshiping this God. She's like, oh, really? Well, you ain't getting none of this ass. <laughs> he's like, fuck. He's like, see, so he's like, that's another strike why I hate Christianity. But to add insult to injury, it was actually Eric's son, Leif, who brought Christianity to Greenland in the first place. <laughs> so it was his eldest son who brought Christianity that turned his mom into a Christian. Which so led to e Exactly. Good religion. Oh, my God. I'm now, you know what? Now the way that you described it that way, now, now I understand why Eric was a little mad. You know what? Now I understand why Eric's mad. Bible, man. <laughs> so Leaf and his wife eventually so Leaf the son and, and Eric's wife so they embraced the new religion and Leaf took time to spread the good word to his community leading to his mother's adoption of Christianity which obviously no doubt pissed Eric off and then we have his daughter Freides so now you know the old adage, the old saying that goes, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, doesn't fall far from the tree. And Freedies, she is no exception. Just like her brothers, she too made it to North America, and it was there that she showed how much of her father she had in her. So while exploring North America, her and her clan, people, her crew, whatever, they were attacked by Native Americans. They were attacked and surprised, which sent all her men fleeing for safety. They're like, oh, shit, and they booked it. Not free of these. Did she stay behind? Not only did she stay behind and fight, she had no weapons on there, and she grabbed a sword from a falling Viking. She cut off, like, part of her clothing and exposed one of her breasts, slapped the sword on her titty, and then went tip first against the Native Americans and won. And if that wasn't some movie, if that wasn't some John Wick shit, she did all of this while eight months <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> Bro. You see, you gotta be active when you're pregnant, so she went all out. <sighs> so another saga mentions. Her, mur her more murderous side. How many times was she uh, uh, was, was she uh, banished from somewhere? You know, for killing people. No, I think she learned from her father. Uh, She's like, yeah, my dad's not good at this. But, um, but they, they were all explorers. Like her dad wasn't. Her dad wasn't an explorer. He was just like, 
Oh, I fucked up. I gotta move. Oh, I fucked up. I gotta move. Oh, I fucked up. I gotta move. Her sons are like, yeah, we'll just explore. Like, you know, they were all born in Greenland. They're like, yo, fuck this place. Let's let's see if there's anything out there. And they all fucked off. But another saga mentions her more murderous side while exploring Finland with her husband and her two business partners who were brothers. They weren't her brothers, but the two businessmen, those two men, they were brothers. Okay. So tension soon arose between Freydis and the two brothers who had settled in different places on Finland. Freydis then cried wolf to her husband, stating that the brothers had beaten her. She demanded he killed them, and and if he refused... She threatened to divorce him. So he mustered his men and they killed the brothers and all the men in their camp, stopping short of a complete massacre as they spared the lives of the five women present. Freedis demanded that they all be slaughtered. And when her husband refused, she's like, I'm not going to attack these women. She took the sword from her husband's axe. So she, so she took the axe from her husband's hand and she killed the women herself. In the end, her brother spared her any retribution for the murders, but legend states that she and her descendants were forever shunned. They weren't um, like a father. They weren't exiled. Um, they weren't exiled, but they were shunned. They're like, yo, you know, we're not gonna kick you out of Vinland, you know, but just stay on that border. <laughs> you know, just stay on that corner. Yourself. Finally, we have Eric Haraldson. A.K.A. Eric Bloodaxe. Bloodaxe. That's a, that's a sick-ass name, right? Bloodaxe, yeah, yeah. Fucking Vikings have the best fucking nicknames, man. God damn, we have... Like, Mexicans, we have nicknames, but they're more hurtful than... <laughs> you know, like, like you know, if you're short, you're boyo, you're fat, you're gordo. These guys, if you're fucking... You're Eric, you're the Bloodaxe. Eric the Red. Man. So, Eric Harold's... I mean, the... They all had cool nicknames because they had kind of dorky, dorky names. Eric. There's so many Eric's, so many Thors. So Eric Haraldson, nicknamed Eric Bloodaxe, he was a Norwegian ruler who lived during the 10th century. He is believed to have been the king of Norway and later became the king of Northumbria. Northumbria. Okay. And although... Both monarchs are generally regarded are generally regarded to be one and the same person. There are some doubts about this to the fact that while Eric is mentioned in both Norse and Anglo-Saxon sources, the two do not always match up with each other. Furthermore, the Norse sources are in the form of sagas, which means that both the legend and history they kind of mingle together. Okay. So Eric Bloodaxe is believed to have been one of the many sons of Harald Fairhair, the polygamous king of Norway. An alternative theory proposed in the 19th century was that Eric was the son of another herald, Harold Bluetooth, the king of Denmark. Though there is little evidence to support this claim, here's a little fun fact: that's where we got the term Bluetooth from. From, from this, this room, from 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 this from this other herald, from this Viking, from Harold Bluetooth. I didn't know that. I, I was like, that's sick. Like yeah, that blue symbol. That's I guess that's his. His runic symbol, like his. his no his, shit, that's like a Viking like, rune. Yeah, like it's it's his uh like his crest or whatever. Yo, that's fucking sick! I didn't know that. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that makes all sense because that does look like a rune. It, it does. Oh my god! Good shit. Good shit. Yo, that's so <laughs> sick. Oh, your man. Phone, your, phone, your phone's Bluetooth uh, symbol. Like, okay. oh, got a rune on your phone, man. I'm Moses Bluetooth now. <laughs> So, according to the sagas, 
So according to the sagas, Eric was Harold's most beloved son. And at the age of 12, Eric was given five log ships by his father and thus began his career as a Viking. At 12 years old, he got five long ships. I got a Nintendo 64. <laughs> you know, we are not the He grew up. His father was like, here, you are 12. You are now a man. Here are five long ships. You can fill up 12, 25, 20 men each. About to, Yeah, I think so. Right? My dad's like, here, play Mario Kart. <laughs> Stay where I can see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take five ships and go. Just go. Shit. Cool. You know, so he was given these, you know, and and here's, here five long ships. You are now a Viking. So Eric first sailed eastwards. I don't know if he sailed immediately afterwards, but I'm assuming. Vikings at that age, 12 years old, you're probably like, tw- that's the equivalent of being like 20 here, 25, right? You got your ships the first stormy, the first good windy day. He's like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> He's, you know, Ash, you know, you know, they're probably like Vikings. Ash, he, he took off at 12 years old. Like, <laughs> these motherfuckers, t- like, he's talking, like, you know, you know what, mom, I'm gonna become a, I'm gonna become a vagabond. I'm just gonna travel, taming these wild beasts. If that ain't Viking shit, I don't know what is. Okay. Also, speaking of Pokemon, <laughs> did you hear? What? About the whole Pokemon anime? No. So, Ash finally became a Pokemon champion. Okay. And they re- and he's retiring from the anime. Getting rid of Ash and Pikachu. And re- they have two new antagonists. They're rumored to be two new antagonists, a boy and a girl. I don't know if they're brothers and sisters. I don't know if they're gonna be going together. But supposedly it's rumored it's gonna be two antagonists, a boy and a girl. I'm like, it's cool, but I'm like, no more Ash. How are you gonna no re- Pikachu? How are you gonna? Yeah, how the fuck are you gonna? Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's time. It's smart. At least they age. Not like the fucking Simpsons and shit. Ash didn't age. Oh. He's still 10. <laughs> Fuck, never mind. He's still... It's been 20... You've been 10 years... This guy, he's been 20... He's been 10 for 25 years. He hasn't aged. But... I know we're talking about Vikings, people, but, you know... You know how we do in this show. We go off on these rants. We'll, we'll go back to Eric the Blood Axe right now. But Ash... In the, in, I mean, it's smart of Pokemon to do this. So, like, all right... We gotta reintroduce because have you been playing the you haven't played you haven't played the games right? I've not played it since the well, the one that's on the Switch. The, I forget. Sword and Silver. Okay, so the new one came out, yeah. right? It's a completely open new world, it's open world game. I heard it's, it was it wasn't all that. Uh, Dude, polished. I loved it. I heard it wasn't all that polished though, was it? Oh, at first when it came out, like when it came out, because most people they buy it off of you know we download it. Yeah. I'm I'm always I'm gonna wait a week I'm gonna wait a month. Like, you guys worry about the bugs. You, you fix the bugs, yeah. Yeah, cause I mean, cause that was the reason why why it bugged out. Cause so many people downloaded it. Oh, okay. So many people downloaded it and actually went to the store and bought it. So many people pre down pre ordered it, whatever. So I did it. Hard copy though. Yeah, so everyone got it. So, dude, that game is. It's. It's an open world. It's a legit open world Pokemon game, and you have three different routes to take. You want to become a Pokemon champion. Or not, you want to explore these fucking weird Pokemon that are out in, into the world, go for it. Or you, or you want to uh, help out this person, take out these weird Pokemon gym, like gym gangs, go for it. Or you could do all three at the same time, go from one to one, okay. do it any order you want. And it's like, fuck, dude. And it's, okay. and it's so, it's, and it's one of those things where like, 
there's no way for you to travel. So if you're doing gyms, like, oh, this one's closer to this one. You know how in the old Pokemon game, like, oh, this must be the second gym. You, you're like, oh, this one you fight, you're at level 15, 16. The next one, you're like, level 50. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? You're like, God damn it. You get your ass whipped. Like, all right, I got to, I got to, all right, so now I got to go fucking, search around. Yeah, let me go find out which one's the fucking the next one. Dude, that game is so fucking, so I'm assuming, and, and they're saying that that's why they're doing, with, that's why the Pokemon anime is getting ash. They're like, we're going to move on from the traditional Pokemon thing. Because now people, like, we can't have Ash exploring the world in the video games. There's no longer Ash. Red's no longer the, the main. Red hasn't been a character in the Pokemon games for, like, 20 years. You know, it's only been, it was only the first four games. Yeah. Red, red and blue, gold and silver, uh, violet, no, um, whatever, ruby, sapphire, and then I forgot the other the one after. And then after that, it's just been like, oh, now you can be a girl, now you can be a boy. And like, they're like, yep, open world games. Now we got to update the anime as well. Okay. All right. And supposedly Eevee is going to come up with a new evolution. A new evolution for Eevee. What's going to... Any... No no hints whatsoever yet. The only ones that are left are like Dragon, Steel, or Earth. I want to see a Dragon Eevee. Hey. Speaking of Dragons, you know, let's go back to you know, Eric the Black. Sorry, guys. It's Fernando's fault. He derailed me. Uh, he yeah. mentioned, you know, Pokemon. So like I said. So Eric got his fucking five sailboats. He's like, you know what? I'm going to sell eastwards. And he, and he ended up going, and he raided the coast of Denmark, Friesland, and Saxland for three years. He then sailed to the west and raided Scotland and the area around, you know, the whole Irish Sea for about four years. And then it, su- and then it suggested that Eric gained the nickname Blood Axe due to his Viking raid. Okay. So that's how f- he was just... Dude, he was like on... He was like on a... He was like one... He was like... Taylor Swift on a world tour, back to back to back to back to back. I'm only mentioning Taylor Swift because Fernando, like, Fernando came over and I was bumping Taylor Swift. Like I was, you know, I was I was in a Taylor Swift one. Yeah, I forgot how many, you know, country, how many bops country uh, Taylor Swift had. Yeah. So the so the sagas also mentioned that Eric was married to a woman named Gunhild, who is generally depicted as an evil witch. There is some disagreements as to his wife's parentage. So one of the so for instance, one of the earliest sagas states that Gunhild was the daughter of the king of Denmark, Gorm the Old, and therefore the sister of Harold Bluetooth. The 12th century Icelandic historian Snorri Sturluson, on the other hand, wrote that Gunhild's father was Osu Tot from uh, I can't pronounce it. It's called Halogaland in northern Norway. And in any case, Gunhild exhorted a strong influence on her husband. They're like, she is a strong-willed woman, which means she must be evil, <laughs> a.k.a. she's a witch. So, in the sagas, Harold's fair hair is recorded to have unified Norway. Modern historians, however, agree that Harold's kingdom was in fact much smaller and was probably limited to the west and southwest. Nevertheless, he may have, through alliances with other Norwegian rulers, exercised some power over parts of the country. But in any case, Harald probably did not have enough land to divide among the sons, which the sagas number at 20. They say he had 20 fucking 20 kids. sons. Uh, he was a polygamist, right, you said? Yeah. Okay. He must have, yeah. <laughs> so, nonetheless, some sources record that Harold managed to divide his kingdom among all his sons, making each of them kings. Oh, shit. Eric, however, was appointed as high king and therefore ruled over his siblings. So, Eric, 
he's like, you know what, Eric, you know, our blood axe. He's like, we're all kings, but I'm the king of kings. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's a, that one, that's a sick ass title. So Harold's death destroyed whatever arrangements, whatever arrangements he made for his sons. Eric's like, you know what, fuck it, it's a free for all, and he killed all his brothers in an attempt to become the sole ruler of Norway. You can only be one. God, I was like, God damn. But in contrast, um, so Eric, so it states that Eric earned the nickname Blood Axe as he had murdered five of his brothers. It isn't clear. How, it is really unclear how many brother, half-brothers Eric actually killed or indeed how many he actually had. But in any case, one of his brothers who survived who was raised in England. So one of his brothers, one of his half-brothers who survived, his name was Hakon, H-A-A-K-O-N. Again, it was pronounced Hawken. I doubt that's Viking. But whatever. Survived was Hawken, who was raised in England at the court of King Athelstan. So it was Hakon, Hakon who succeeded in ousting Eric from Norway. Apparently, Eric's rule was so brutal and unpopular that the Norwegian nobles decided to replace him with his stepbrother. <laughs> He's like, are you his brother? You know you're good enough. Fuck Eric. This guy's... Get him out. Yeah, get him. Get, 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 him, get him the fuck out. But for one reason or another, Eric didn't even bother to put up a fight. He's like, you want to take over? Sure. Fuck it. And he went to England. He fled to England where he was welcomed with open arms. Eric was then made sub-king of Northumbria under the king of, under King Athelstan's authority. So that was the end of, you know, so that was Eric's. So Eric, the blood axe, at 12 years old, he said, you know what, I'm become a Viking. I fucked shit up for seven years. And then it became, and then his father died, and then he became king of kings. And he's like, you know, you fuck this. I want to become just king. <laughs> and he killed all his brothers. And then when his half-brother randomly showed up, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of over it, fuck it. And then he went up to, and he went back to England, settled in North Rumbria, and he died of old age. Had a good golden year. Said, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, up, king. Yeah, yeah he died Still of king. He died. Of, he, he died of old age at the ripe age of thirty-two. What the? <laughs> I'm just playing. But he, but he did go up there in age, which is, which is apparently a very sad thing to do in Viking. To get old. To get old. That You're means supposed to die young and like you know, like all your hand, an action your hand. Yeah, like oh, you died old, pussy, <laughs> fucking scaredy cat. We can't have an episode about Viking warriors without mentioning Berserkers. Berserkers. A violent and wild clan or sect of Norsemen. These motherfuckers were extreme in a culture built on legendary warriors. So here are a few fun facts about these Berserkers. So did you know that berserkers, that they lived as outcasts in the woods? I did not know this. So they lived in the wild as same as their totem animals, bears and wolves. There they survived by hunting and raiding farms. 
Berserkers liked testing their limits by spending long periods of time in extreme isolation while exposed to cold heat. They had lived like that from the beginning to the last days when there were none left. Oh shit. So I, so I always thought they were like, Berserkers were like a high class of like of, of, of warrior. Nah. And the mountain man up like Yeah, they were like, you guys are living out there, but when it comes to war, hey, let's go. That I was like, yo, that's kind of someone goes out, just blows a horn, they come running up. Like, oh, they time just, for war. Yeah, they just fucking have raw meat and fucking have a trail of raw meat going to the sailboats. We saw this in the movie The Northman. If you've seen it. But if you did not have not seen it, here is fun fact number two. They had a secret dance that turned them into the wildlings. You know that dance in the fire? So before every battle, they were all taking part in a ritual dance that was called Berserker Game. It was a condition in which they were able to do things that ordinary men couldn't. The transformation started with a chill in the body, chattering of the teeth, shivering, after which their face would change color and would start to swell. Next, they would feel an inexplicable rage that will make them howl as the totem animals they had. According to some sources, their rage was so intense that in their fighting, they often didn't recognize friends from foes. As a result, berserkers were known to kill anyone that was in front of them. <laughs> I was like, yo, talk about a fucking wild card. <laughs> That that is literally rolling the dice. We're going to war. We're taking these motherfuckers. Crazy mountain man, give him a knife. Like he might stab you, but he might stab the enemy better. Like he might stab you, but you know, more more than likely he's gonna stab them. But there is a chance we will die. <laughs> so fun fact number three: they were used as shock troops, so their rage and strength were exploited. By placing them in the front rows or to launch a surprise attack on opposing forces. So from the available recordings that we have, they did that with fucking so much success. <laughs> they had great success doing this. But at the same time, they weren't disciplined and they were not keen on following orders. Holding a line, shield wall, Flanking the enemy, they were common Viking tactics. Berserkers? No. No. Fuck that. All they knew was attack and kill. There are some recordings of a few Norse kings that would use them as royal guards. But for the most part, you guys stay out there. We'll feed you. We'll give you whatever the fuck you want. We'll, we'll throw a few women your way. Stay over there. But when the bell rings... Gotta go. <laughs> I didn't know this. I'm surprised I didn't know this, but I'm learning that I didn't know that I didn't know. Well, apparently, Viking culture has influenced modern culture. Aside from having the, aside from us having fucking Celt- Viking runes on our phones and shit, <laughs> I didn't know the English word berserk is derived from berserkers. Oh. I thought it was the other way around. Okay. No, we got the word from them. So according to the Merriam, so according to the Merriam-Webster dictionary, the word berserk defines a person 
as one whose actions are recklessly defiant. Nowadays, Berserk is used to describe someone that is acting in rage and irrational that has gone Berserk. So we got that from them. I was like, God damn. He's there's another fun fact that, you know, it's kind of like, duh. The raids, they were extremely violent. Especially if you've seen the Northmen. Okay. You know, their raids consistent of mindless killing, psychedelic rapings, and burning entire <laughs> settlements before taking everything that had some value. <laughs> they would kill, rape, and burn everything. And they're like, all right, what's left? What can we take? Let's pick through the burning. Yeah, yeah, Rubble yeah. and shit. Like, ooh. Many historians think that much of the Vikings' bad reputation is due to the berserkers and the way they conduct themselves. There's no denying that there is some truth in it, but at the same time, we can't tell to what extent Vikings were really as as brutal as we thought as they were. You know, because like I said, berserkers they were at the front of the line. They were the ones who would go out and fucking. Sh- I surrendered. Don't care. <laughs> wow. Take my wife. Cool. What? You know, they did not care. So, like, were Vikings really that brutal, or was, or was it just the two berserk motherfuckers that, you know, that fucking pit that made their way? They spread all the stories. Like, yeah. Fucking Vikings, man. So, the berserkers, another fun fact, fun fact number six, in fact, their transformation was so dramatic that some thought they were shapeshifters. So there are actual Nordic sagas that speak of them as shapeshifters. According to Norse mythology, going berserk means to kamask. That that translates into change form. Those who did that were thought to be shape strong or yeah, they they were thought to be shape strong. In some of these Icelandic tales, they were described to be more like trolls than humans. At least some of them that were considered the strongest. The tales speak of them rushing into battles with no shields or weapons, behaving much like animals, but even without weapons and shields, often butt naked without any clothes, they tore apart their enemy. They tore apart their enemies with ease. On top of everything, the stories that they couldn't be harmed by iron or by fire are endless. <laughs> Imagine this six foot five brute frothing from his mouth naked running toward you hard as a motherfucker he's just killing everybody in sight they're burning them stabbing them doing everything and he cannot be stopped bro i'll be like fuck like what can you do this dude's naked (laughs) he has nothing and he's fucking all of us that are in armor like god damn I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was like what shocked them the fact that they were that big they were frothing they were naked they were hard they were like what what's going on like is he gonna kill me is he gonna rape me what's he gonna do because you didn't know what he was gonna do <laughs> he was primed to do both but you were hoping one you, well, one before the other or? Uh, which which one's the which kill uh, right kill all right, right yeah all right yeah, yeah yeah like you know what just kill me just if you want if you can do both kill me first yeah, yeah you know kill me first. Did you know, for fun fact number seven, that one of the rituals included drinking the blood of a wolf or bear? Ooh, I thought it was just mushrooms and shit, but... 
The legend is that by doing so, they managed to emulate the strength of the animal whose blood they were drinking. There is a legend about a berserker that served as a bodyguard to a king, and during one of the battles, the berserk transformed himself into a wild bear that managed to kill a dozen of warriors with just one of its forepaws. The legend also speaks of never moving too far from the king, always making sure that he was protected. So this motherfucker's like, what? The king needs to be protected? Take a little vial of fucking bear blood and just drink it? And just start fucking motherfuckers up with just one hand. First, dude, this one was my favorite one. And I was out, 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 I could just, just picturing it. I was like, fuck. So fun fact number eight. A berserker once ate his entire shield in front of the opposing enemy <laughs> before attacking. <laughs> Just a mind fuck like he's eating his shield. So the le- so the legend, the legend is that he was so full of rage and so bloodthirsty that before attacking, he devoured his whole shield. He was just waiting for them to blow the horn, just chewing, chewing on it, just chewing. And they're like, what the fuck? Six of the greatest warriors from the Emporazine army went to kill him without any success six of the best warriors from that opposing armies came try to take him down nothing after he was done massacring those six he went on another killing spree adding they say as many as 25 to his kill list that day he killed him by himself killed 30 after eating his shield (laughs) they let him wait they waited until he finished eating his shield well, I, well, they were being raided, so you know you're not gonna go out of your walls to attack him. So imagine the person's gonna attack you. He's like a fucking rabid animal. Just he's just waiting for the. He's just so anxious to fucking murder you that he's just like ah, ah, and he's just grabbing the shield and eating it. You're like, oh fuck, what the fuck, bro? That's a that's a mind fuck. Yeah, he's coming for you. Like, oh my god. It's. I would have been like in, like in the fucking mummy, you know, in the opening scene of the mummy with um, with Brandon Fraser, where at the beginning of the movie, where they were out when they first discovered um, Imhotep's temple, and they're just chilling outside, and he's like, hold, hold, and then Benny books it, and then everyone starts booking it, like right as they were gonna get to, that would have been me. If I see this motherfucker eating a shield, I'm not holding, I'm booking it, like fuck this, bro. <laughs> I'm like, I'll redeem myself like Eric the Red. I'll, I'll creep, I'll, cra- I'll fucking crawl through these bushes. I'll, re- I'll worry, I'll, I'll worry about my redemption arc later. Right now, I'm trying to live. Trying to get away from fooling in the shield. Oh my god. This is this. I don't know how fun this fact is, but they were berserkers were so mean, so brutal, and they were so feared that they actually, eventually became outlawed by the year 1015 their presence was seen as more of a threat than useful as a result they actually became outlawed there was an actual law that forbid their existence 
and if anyone involved was considered and anyone and if anyone and if and anyone that was involved with any of these people they were considered an outlaw and by the 12th century there were no such thing as organized berserkers there might be an old berserker man living in the mountains but it's in terms of like oh here we have 12 living here for when we go to war no nah that's not they were just like yeah like we're winning but our berserkers are killing more of us than they are of us so it's like are we really yes we're bringing you know we're not being raided but at the same time like they kill six of us you know the opposing army they managed to kill six of our soldiers but the berserkers kill 15 of ours <laughs> so, it so it's good. like ah. Yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, we'll, we'll just stop. So, there are separate recordings of them eating, you know, like berserkers. You know, like we know from movies and stuff that they would turn that they would go berserk because they would eat these psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah, they drank animal blood, and they had these crazy dances. But we technically don't have any written evidence that their state was induced by one or any combination of them at all. We knew that's what we knew that's what berserkers took. Yeah. We knew that's what they did. And legends say that you know they took them and they became them. You know, like like for example, like oh he would drink the wolf's blood because he wanted. But like they're saying like how much of that is just story? How much of that is this? And were berserkers were they actually like? Are they actually were they actually that strong, or were they just like, just big people? Because like you know, like fucking like look, look out, like the real life Thor, the mountain from fucking the Game of Thrones. So maybe like yeah yeah. So maybe they were choosing people specifically to be yeah like this motherfucker. Oh, you're six nine. How how big how big are the Englishmen? Napoleon's what five two? Yeah, come on, let's go. You're Man. a berserker now. Yeah. So so but whatever the case is, they, these motherfuckers, they were more brutal than fucking everybody else. The, the legend, dude, the shield one. I still can't, I still can't get over it. Cause I'm picturing the shield. You know, I'm not like, you know, like we're, we're like we're both like we both play Valhalla. Obviously, I'm not picturing the big metal shield. I'm picturing the the circle yeah, one. Yeah, small little. But, but still, still like, that's made out of two by four though. Still, <laughs> yeah. Like isn't it? It's like isn't it? It's not made out of fucking like. No, no, it's it's, it's thick. I mean, it's meant to like have arrows go through it. Like, stop so, arrows! Like, stop yeah, like, yeah. fucking hacks of swords. I'm like, fuck, dude. I still, like, why is why is that not in the movie somewhere? Like, someone needs to make a movie. Like, Amy Lamarth needs to write a song about this <laughs> motherfucker. We need a shield-eating berserker on a t-shirt. Man. I don't know. But that's all we have for today's Viking episode. Even, But what more could you want? We gave you everything. We gave you motherfuckers that were... Banished from countries, motherfuckers that killed their brothers to become their own kings, motherfuckers that ate the fucking shield before slaughter. Like this episode, ever you know, that's a good way to start the year. I don't know, I liked it. Yeah. I, I've always been intrigued by by like like the whole like like North Norsemen. Yeah. Like yeah. it's all for for me. It's always been like ancient Egypt, and then right below that have have always been like the Vikings and the Norsemen. I'm I'm still bummed that Vikings never had horned helmets. <laughs> I'm still bummed. Yeah. When I learned that, when I learned that, I was like, "What yeah, the yeah. fuck?" But it makes sense. 
Like, why the fuck are you gonna have these extra horns? Like, it makes. That's what, what play was it? The Valkyrie, right? The, the, right, right of the Valkyrie. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, Wagner, Wagner, Wagner. Fuck you, Wagner. You fucking instilled this image. But yeah, I don't know. What'd you think about this whole Viking culture? Like, you're into it, right? That's yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love, um, I love, yeah. I do, like, Egyptians, all that, Stargate. Yes! They had a lot of uh, fucking Viking shit, too. Like, the the whole Asgard, the, the race of the aliens, the, the good guys. They're Thor, Freya, Odin, uh, fucking Loki. They're all the fucking names that you, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. Vikings are cool. If you guys haven't watched The Northman, please go watch it. <laughs> please go watch it. I've seen some places where it's, where, like, Rotten Tomatoes has it rated high, which I agree with, 89%. But I've seen other places where it's, like, 52, 53. Ooh. I was like, what the fuck? That movie's a... Am- Dude, it's fucking good. It's a good-ass movie. Not only is it a good story, but visually, it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It has William Dafoe. <laughs> don't... That exp- name a shitty movie that William Dafoe was in, and don't say Netflix's Death Note. Because he was the best part of that. Don't we? We're not counting Death Note. Don't count Death Note. What shitty movie has Willem Dafoe been in? I can't think of one. There probably has, but I can't think of one. And that's good enough. You know what I mean? And then we have uh, what's his face, um, the guy from Training Day, um, Ethan Hawke. He comes out in it too. Oh yeah, You know, like Ethan Hawke comes out in it. Training Day. That's a good ass movie. Tra- we got we got the fucking. The rookie cop from Training Day, and we got the fucking Green Goblin. What more do you and the and the home and the homosexual cop from um. The two Irish brothers, the owner bar with the guns. Uh, uh, and two smoking barrels. No, no, close. Oh, uh, no, Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. Boondock oh my Saints. God, Fernando, yes, you yes, saved yes, me. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God, I was glad. Boondock, Boondock Saints. Saints. Which Willem Dafoe was in? Like that's why I say he's the he was a gay hidden cop. Remember where he yeah, was, yeah, yeah. where he's like, oh let's cuddle, and then he's like, stop being such a faggot. I mean, <sighs> if you like her music, York's in it too. What? York's the witch. York, York, York. The the the. Uh, she was part of the the. Shit, I forget what was her first band, but my brother loves Bjork music. She's from Iceland. No, Reykjavik. yeah, but in what? No, I don't know who yeah. Bjork is, but she's the witch from where? Uh, the the witch. The, 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 you know, when he goes... Uh, oh, into the forest! Yeah, 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 yeah. That's her. Oh, shit! Yeah, that's the only reason to want to go see the movie for Bjork. It was a good movie, too. If, if you guys like The Witch, it's the same, it's the same person. Just, they made yeah. the, the Northman. <laughs> I don't, whatever, I'm, we're, I'm going off topic. But yeah, Northman, watch it. I've actually heard The Last Kingdom was really good, too. Yes. I heard it's really good. I heard it on the... They just, they have two seasons out. I think they're going for a third one. Yeah. yeah. My cousin was telling me, he was telling me, dude, watch, you know, because we got him, he, he's, he, he's, he's what you would consider a, I, a, and I, like, uh, and like, it's, it sounds fucked up to say, but he's like, Fucked up, like, I'm not talking shit about us or him or whatever, but he's like that ideal Mexican son. Like, oh, he grew up, he got a job, he's not into any of this weird music. He listens to the same thing his dad did. 
He listens to that. He drinks beer. He does that, and he goes to work. He's raising his family. He's cool as hell. So he's he he, he never he was never really into like Pokemon growing up. He was never into like anything. He was just like straight. You know, my cousin um, Trinidad. Yeah. Love him as a brother. He's like our brother to us, or whatever. But then he started watching Game of Thrones with us, <laughs> and he's like, "Yo, I love this shit." So then he started. So then he went into this rabbit hole. Fine, that's so that's what he's into. And he's always hitting me up on Instagram or things like, yo, watch the show. It's called The Last Kingdom. He's sending me clips. I'm like, yo, this show looks sick. So he came down for the weekend. He's like, have you watched it? I was like, no, but have you watched The Northman? He's like, no, what is it? <laughs> I was like, bro, you got to watch it. And he wrote it down. He's like, I'm watching when I go back home. So I got to text him. Yeah, but I heard The Last Kingdom's good. Northman, please watch it. It's, it's free. If you have Amazon Prime, it's free. It's Ooh. free on there. Yeah. So just go, and, you know, just go watch it. But, um, um, yeah, thank you guys. Uh, sorry for this long-winded outro. It's like episode ended like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> but, you know, you know, we're shooting the shit. Uh, thank you, Fernando. Thank you, as always. Thank you thank for joining you us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with everybody as we're going to be talking about, um, uh, for the lack of a better term, precognitive dreams. Like, you know, sometimes you dream of you dream of things and then they actually, and then you wake up and then it happens. But it happens so much. It happens more often than it should, we're like, is this a thing? Okay. We're, we're going to be covering yeah. cognitive dreams. We're going to be talking. Because that's happened when you wake up and you're like, you're like, I- I'm going to, something bad's going to happen. You don't know what it is. And then something bad happens. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? You wake up or like, you wake up and you're like, man, like, I should really, I, 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 should, I should really call work today. Yeah. Or, or, or it's like, man, I should really call this person. And then like, 10 minutes later, that person calls you. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I haven't spoken to Fernando in a while. I wonder what he's up to. And then you get a text, hey dude, what's up? You're like, fuck. What the fuck? We're, we're like, what the fuck is that? You know, so that's what we're gonna talk about. Precognitive dreams, you know, the the dreams really foretell the future. We're gonna be talking about, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be digging deep into shit we should not be talking about because we're not smart <laughs> enough to, but we're gonna do it anyways. You know. We are what we call a podcast about dumb people talking about smart shit. <laughs> you try, you know. But uh, Fernando, thank you. You are, uh, so how does it feel being, you know, finally taking the reins from my bitch ass brother and being, you know, I, I ordered it. It feels, it feels long deserved. No, 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 no. <laughs> it feels, it, it feels like finally after that. Like, like this justice. I just missed it one time. Yeah. So if you, again, also shout out to Sonia, who's been helping us with our social media game. She's knocking it out of the park every day. She's making these long posts. They're amazing. They're giving us, you know. People are going back to listen to some of these episodes because of these posts. She's doing a fantastic job. My brother's recording. We're doing a bunch of shit. We've been saying we've been doing this, but, you know, I'm just not going to say it anymore until it actually happens. But uh, thank you, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed your vacation. I hope you guys had a fabulous New Year's, Fernando. Thank you and congratulations on being, you know, our roundtable champion. And as always, guys, we are the Weird History Amy Tells Pod.